Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. The big story for this week, the United States Championship match that took place Wednesday after Talk of the Universe, the champion, the grump, Danny Thunder, playing as the second version of General Manager John Calais, the challenger, Eddie Fury, playing as Eddie Fury. Eddie Fury has had a shot at the United States Championship pending for over a year. He could not take advantage of that shot until he lost the Hardcore Championship. He has lost it, so he finally cashes in, gets his match for the belt. The story of this match, to me, Schoolboy. Schoolboy, of course, has been changed. The current text of Schoolboy, which is a lead grapple at number 26, going for memory, your finish rolls are minus three, draw two cards. They're minus six if it's a tag team and minus nine if it's a trios. Schoolboy is a great card with Eddie Fury. Eddie Fury's gimmick is that his power is plus the crowd meter. His power is a printed five, so crowd meter one. It's a six, two, a seven, three, an eight, four, a nine, five, a ten. Schoolboy allows you to play this finish, and even if your opponent kicks out, you still get that bump to your crowd meter. You still get to draw two. You get to clear the board. Somebody once told me, and I can't remember who it was, otherwise I'd give them credit, but somebody once told me that Schoolboy was Apocalypse before Apocalypse because it functions essentially the same way. When you play it, the board clears. That helps Eddie Fury in general because every time your opponent breaks out of Schoolboy, which good chance because the maximum roll without any other finish roll bonuses is 7, the crowd meter is going to go up and increase your lowest skill. It also helps against John Clayce in this case because part of John Clayce's gimmick is if he gets 5 cards in play with bar shot or bender in the name, it blanks the opponent's gimmick. By continuing to play schoolboy over and over, even if the grump were to break out, it's going to clear the board, take that threat away. The match got all the way up to crowd meter three. Eddie Fury plays his strike finish, rolls an eight because it's crowd meter three, it's plus three to the finish roll, it's an 11, the grump cannot break out of an 11, Eddie Fury becomes the new United States champion. Taking great advantage of the schoolboy to bump that crowd meter up. At crowd meter three, regardless of the bonuses on the finish, assuming there were no bonuses on the finish, at crowd meter three, Eddie Fury has a two out of three chance to win outright. He can roll eight or better with four different skills. With the plus three, those are going to be 11 or greater. I think the lowest he could roll 
assuming no skill bonuses on the finish, was a 9. So 9, 10, two 11s, a 12, and a 13. Great at Crowdmere 3. Eddie Fury wins, becomes the champion. And that is really it for the big news for Super Show this week. There really is nothing new happening. I'll give you a couple things, minor things. There were some new cards spoiled on Talk of the Universe that are heading to a print run. Will likely be out for Packs Unplugged, taking place the weekend of December 11th. So I believe about three weeks from now. Let me run down those cards real quick. There's a new card at number 21, a submission follow-up, feeling caddy. Your opponent cannot increase their turn roll. I don't know if any of those cards existed before. It feels like a new line. I could be wrong. There's two other new lines. Both follow-up lines. The first is a 19 through 21 line. You have the seven bells of the Belfry at 19, a follow-up strike. Rolling down the street at number 20, a follow-up grapple. And stone skin potion. I want to say potion number 21, also at number 21. Follow-up submission, I could be wrong on the number. But all three of these cards work the same way. Your opponent's card effects and gimmick cannot move cards in play to other locations. So something like Kenny Omega causing a player to discard a card from in play. Something like Fox Assassin causing players to pick up cards from in play. That's going to counter those. Any card like an over-the-top choke that would cause a player to discard. That won't work. Something like a rope break where a player can pick up a card from in play. That's not going to work either. Keyword-wise, of course, we have a potion for Dr. J. Kill. Rolling down the street at 20. Rolling, I believe, rolling cards cannot be stopped for the SRG Universe Trio. It also has roll in the name, which triggers Sherry Von Danish's gimmick. And then the seven bells of the Belfry, as far as I know, no keywords there. The other line... In the 22 through 24, we have lightning strikes, a follow-up strike at number 22, tsunami slam, a follow-up grapple at number 23, and earthquake hold, a follow-up submission at number 24. All of these cards do the same thing. The crowd meter is considered plus two for card effects. Draw two cards. I can see this working well with a card like death choke. The uh, finish submission for Master Dosmodius, the Keeper of Prisoners, which at crowd meter three, the opponent cannot break out. If one of these cards are in play, Death Choke is live at crowd meter one. If both are in play, it's live at crowd meter zero. If you had three of these in play, one at 22, 23, and 24, cards like Triangle Choke, would be live. Death Defying Elbow Drop would be live. This could work well with somebody like um, Johan Sobelius. Could see quite a lot of deck building options with these cards. Speaking of new cards coming out, of course, as part of PAX Unplugged Weekend, there's the 
New South Pro Wrestling wrestling event SRG Universe is sponsoring. Four of the six competitor sets have been previewed. Those are the sets for Adam Priest, Kung Fu Donnie Janela, Kenzie Page, and Cabana Man Dan. If you're interested in seeing what those do, the easiest place to check those out is SRG Universe's Twitter page, twitter.com slash SRG Universe. You can just scroll through the postings or look at the images. They're there. They have the strike, grapple submission, competitor card with skills, and gimmick. The two remaining competitors, from what I understand, are Dump Sanders and Derek Neal. I don't know much about the New South Pro Wrestling wrestlers. I've never seen them before. I've never watched their program. From what I understand, they're highly rated on IWTV, which is an, I believe it's independent wrestling TV. It's a streaming service. I'm not sure if it airs on Fight TV or not. I think it does. Again, I'm not familiar with them. I've heard of Kenzie Page because I believe she's done some wrestling with NWA. But outside of that, I don't really know who these people are. If you are going to PAX Unplugged and you're going to Winter Wars Rumble, that's a good opportunity to check them out. The New South Pro Wrestling set, as far as I know, is available if you bought a ticket to go. If you're not going to PAX Unplugged, they haven't announced how that set's getting released yet. I imagine it'll be available on the website that weekend, supershowthegame.com. From what I understand, the box set is just the six competitor sets. There are no cards, 1 through 27, in the box set. I could be wrong. That could change, but what I've seen so far, it's just the competitor sets. And while we're talking about Winter Wars Rumble, I want to bring this up. I looked into this a little bit because I was curious about it. For those going to PAX Unplugged, there are restrictions for going to PAX Unplugged. You have to wear a mask. You have to have proof of full vaccination. I was curious what the restrictions would be for the Winter Wars Rumble because... Even though they are close, they are in two different states. Winter Wars Rumble is taking place across the border in New Jersey. From what I've seen last time I looked, there are no additional restrictions that New Jersey has that Pennsylvania doesn't. I don't believe you have to provide proof of vaccination. I think you have to wear a mask. But if you're going... Understand that the rules for Pennsylvania and the rules for New Jersey could be different. So be on the watch for that if you're going. As of right now, I haven't seen that there are more restrictions for New Jersey than for Pennsylvania. But just be aware of it. I haven't seen anyone from SRG Universe talk about that. Talk about you know what they're going to require for people going to the show. I did reach out officially to Griff Briggs through the SRG email account, through the Griff Briggs email account. He did tell me they're going to be in compliance with whatever the state is requiring, but there was no more detail given than that. So be aware of what New Jersey is requiring if you are going to 
Winter Wars Rumble. Outside of that, before we get into the tournament results from this past week, tonight as I'm recording this is the deadline to turn in deck lists for Faction Wars 3. Starting tomorrow, from what I understand, you will be able to schedule your matches for Faction Wars 3 and play them. You have to be finished by, I believe it's December 12th, which is the final Sunday of PAX Unplugged weekend. For people who are going to PAX Unplugged, the last day of PAX Unplugged is the last day to get Faction Wars 3 done. And then, of course, starting the next day, will be the first round of the 2021 Create a Competitor competition. No updates on that. Assuming, based on discussions I've had with Pat Mulligan, the format for round one will be the same as the format for last year's. Fatal 4-Way matches. You can vote once per hour on a third-party website that there will be a link for posted in the SRG Super Show discussion group. The Rising Stars tournament still underway. No updates there. And I think that's pretty much it. If there's some bit of news that I've missed, I'm sorry. But as far as I know, that is really it for what's going on right now with SRG Universe with Super Show the Game. With that, let's talk about the tournaments from this past week. We'll start with Monday night. Monday night's Proving Ground. From what I understand, there are only six players. So the finals ended up being a tag team elimination triad. They decided to make it all tag team matches. I don't know if they did any kind of tag team matches in the bullet rounds or if they just went straight to the finals. The finals was an elimination tag team triad match with all six of the players. I'm just going to give you the teams in you know, third, second, first order. I'll start with third place, which is the first team eliminated. This was the team of Jacob Denmark, the Mad Custodian, playing as his creation, Back Hurton, and Chris McMillan, a.k.a. Prince Butters, playing as Officer Breezes. That was the first team out. The second team eliminated, Anthony Perry, the Cannoli, playing as Boy Howdy. And Evan Harris, Young Allergy, playing as the one above all, which is a version of Anthony Gangone. Meaning that the winning team, which is the first proving ground win for both members of the team, we have Johnny Hinkle, a.k.a. Cheshire, as Sora Tonin, and Joel Williams as El Superombre. Congratulations to them for winning the Monday Night Proving Ground. Next week, meaning tomorrow night as I record this, there's going to be a brand new special guest referee known as Spite. The gimmick for Spite, because the Dread Pirate tech support Simon Strauss felt spiteful as a result of this event. Every player will get the following gimmick in the Proving Ground. When your turn roll is at least three less than your opponent's, your opponent counts as having an additional strike, grapple, and submission in play for your card effects until end of turn. Right away, what this means to me, 
is, for example, if my opponent hits a strike finish and they don't have another strike in play, if their turn roll was three greater than mine, then they are considered to have an additional strike in play, so a card like Leg Lock would be live. There may be other aspects to this that I'm not thinking of, but that is what first pops in my head seeing this gimmick. So that's going to be the conditions that the next Proving Ground tournament is played under, again, starting tomorrow night. Last I looked, it's not up on supershowthegame.com yet, but look for it to post sometime, probably tomorrow. Thursday, Practicite, a.k.a. Jeremy Steigerwald, is running the event. It is a tornado theme for this Practicite's Thursday night fights. They're going to be using the new tornado tag crowd meter meaning the finish rolls are plus zero at crowd meter zero, one at one, two at two, four at crowd meter three, plus six at crowd meter four, plus eight at crowd meter five. World Cup style, so group stages, cutting to a top eight. The top cut was all special guest referee matches. The special guest referee in the top eight was style O. The special guest referee in the top four was the Jerk of Cirque. And the finals match special guest referee as well as the third place special guest referee was Hollywood. You could not play as Tiki Twins, Young Bucks, either version of Immortal Brick Brothers or Michigan's Most Dangerous Alliance. Let me give you the results of this tournament. In fourth place, playing as the living legends, the cannoli Anthony Perry. In third place, playing as Sammy Callahan and Madman Fulton, L. Super Jim Bray. In second place, playing as Hallow Kingdom, Justin Myers, a.k.a. Jokerfish. And the winner, playing as L. Super Sons. Alec Ventresca, congratulations to him for winning Thursday night fights as El Super Sons. A rare change for Alec Ventresca. He normally plays a lot of independent wrestlers. So playing one of the original creations for Super Show the Game is a change for him. It works out winning the Thursday night fights. Friday, we have the Boss Roddy Beatdown. 24 players, group stages, cutting to a top 12. There were four rounds in the top cut. The initial round, all special guest referee matches with the special guest referee being the Philly Cheese Cannolis. In the quarterfinal round, all of the matches were Ring of Fire matches. In the semifinal round, all of the matches were sticks, stairs, and chairs matches. The finals match was a Raven's Blood Cemetery match. And the third place match was a kendo stick on a pole match. In fourth place in the Boss Rady Beatdown, Candyman Dan. In third place, Daniel G. I'm assuming 
That's Daniel Gutowski. I apologize if it's not. In second place, Vicious Vic Vandal. And the winner who played as Jupiter, the SRG BOSS Steve Resk. Congratulations to him with the special conditions in a Boss Rowdy Beatdown. He wins prizes not only for himself, but for his group. That is the other players that he played in the group stage, which were Brian Waitford Schmidt, the Fireball, Scott Winterbauer, and Pat Mulligan. And I want to take a moment here and just lend my condolences to Pat Mulligan, whose father passed away recently. Pat Mulligan, you're beloved in the community, and everyone is behind you and supports you and is grieving with you. And then the final event from this weekend, taking place this morning as I record this Sunday morning, put on by Prince Butters himself, Chris McMillan, Thanksgiving Throwdown. This is a trios event. There were three players in this event. From what I understand, it was a round-robin style event because of these three players. You had in third place Justin Myers using bootleggers. In second place, Chris McMillan himself using Brony Coven. And the winner, Sean Loeb, using Team of Valiant. Congratulations to him. As far as future events go, as of right now, there is nothing posted for an online event on supershowthegame.com. Nothing new. As far as in-person events, there are currently three in-person events listed on the SRG Super Show Discussion Group. The first for next Saturday, scheduled at 6 p.m. at Out of the Box Gaming, which is in Thomasville, North Carolina, is called the Super Show Monthly Title Event. It's a $10 entrance fee, Swiss pairings to a top cut, no other information given. That's going on next Saturday. The day after that, next Sunday, the 28th, there's Super Show Unplugged. This is taking place at Alter Universe's Bluebell in East Norton, Pennsylvania. Also a $10 entrance fee. Also, Swiss rounds to a top cut. Ring of Fire matches in the semifinals. Main event in the finals. The winner will get a shot at the World Championship for the store. At a future date, there will also be matches for that World Championship as well as the Plant Pure Championship that day at the event. The last event currently posted on the SRG Super Show Discussion Group is the Upcoming second annual Fort Wayne Slam Down and Birthday Bash. The Birthday Bash, I believe, is for the other Steve, Steve Korniak. $10 entrance fee. Tournament starting at 1, doors opening at noon. This is at Hot Sauce Games in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I don't have any other information besides that. And with that, those are all of the in-person play events I'm aware of outside of PAX Unplugged December 10th through 12th, I believe, taking place next month. 
Don't have any information about what tournaments might be going on there. Obviously, nothing's going to be happening Saturday night because of Winter Wars Rumble. Maybe something Friday night. Maybe something Friday day. Maybe something Saturday day. Maybe something Sunday day. That's all I know right now. With that, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.